Hello, this is Klishna Kitty, and I am we kind of starting over my whole podcast ideas because I've been going over this now for a year and a half. This is 1984, 1776, the choice is yours. And if you know anything about me, my brain is everywhere, and I will talk on a million different topics. But I began this podcast because I truly believe my absolute favorite book of all time is 1984 by George Orwell, and I've always had this feeling that it was going to be this reality. I wrote on it. I wrote on it over and over again. And to see the events playing out, it is what came to my mind, this ultimate choice of 1984, 1776. And today we're going to talk about the American Revolution. I want to start focusing on history. I have so many things I want to talk about. I just want to put things out there and have people share this as much as possible. Patriots. Again, I am going to talk tonight on this episode of 1984, 1776, The Choice is Yours, on the American Revolution, because people just don't know history, and I don't either. I learn something new every time I delve into it, and the reason 1984 can happen is because we forgot history, and that's why I love antiques. I love antiques. I love buying antique books. I love buying the antique magazines. I even love antique phone books because you learn something from it of what history was like. I also, you know, I collect antiques. I actually dig glass up out of the ground. I love learning history and little things you don't know about when you find. And that's what's so awesome because the history is changed. And that's what stuck out to me so much in 1984. They... Winston Smith works in the Ministry of Truth where they constantly are changing the history day after day after day. So today I want to focus on um, the American Revolution and women in the American Revolution because I think people think women, you know, stayed home like in World War II and um, it was a very different mindset back then. You have to understand life was very, very difficult no matter who you were, men, women. And of course we had an aristocracy and they had money and they were a little bit different. They had the maids and the, you know, butlers and unfortunately slaves. But most people didn't have that. That was like a small, small percentage. Most of America during the American Revolution were farmers, rural, and worked hard. And in fact, life got harder after the American Revolution and much worse than the Industrial Revolution, which if you ever listen to my Labor Day, I do get into a little bit. So... Let's focus now on women in the American Revolution. 
and women actually played a huge role in the American Revolution and are often called the founding mothers because without the women, honestly, the men would not have been able to achieve what they did. And women actually played a very vital, dangerous role. Most of the spies in the American Revolution, like actually most wars, were women. And I don't think people understand why. Well, maybe you do. <laughs> women make great spies. Why? Well, um, not only could they hide lots of things under all those layers of clothing they wore, but they could, honestly, let's be honest, seduce men. Men are men, women are women. And many women use their sexual prowessness and their sexuality and sensuality to seduce the men to be able to be great spies all through history, even up until the Cold War. In fact, World War II, that was pretty much the resistance movement. And people don't want to admit it, but it was. That is how we were able to gain um, so much knowledge from the Germans. But in the Revolutionary War, women like Abigail Adams, she was the wife of um, John Adams. And Abigail Adams' letters are actually, you can read them in the Library of Congress and in the National Archives. You can read this. It's, why aren't people doing this? Because it's amazing. If people knew this, we wouldn't have to worry about 1984 when you read these letters. So she is writing back and forth to her husband who's in Philadelphia. And she's constantly saying to the women in her town, remember, 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 she's an advocate for him. And she's out there constantly when he's telling her something, putting it out so they know in the town. It's basically like a town crier. Um, and she was a fierce devotee of the Patriot cause. And when war broke out in December 1774, she actually said, America stands armed with revolution, resolution, and virtue. And while she said she would ne the thought of drawing a sword against the British revolted her, it was a necessary revulsion. That's the words that were penned by Abigail Adams which most people don't realize. And in her memoirs written in 1805, she published a book called The History and Rise of Progress and Termination of the American Revolution. She wrote this. And when you read it, it's just absolutely amazing. The other thing that people don't realize is women followed their husbands into battle. And their children often went too. And children as young as six years old fought in the war, maybe even younger. Not only are they drummer boys and fife players, even in the Civil War, but they actually fought. And again, this is history that's been taken away. Um, don't forget these armies were self-traveling. And most of the women, I'll be honest, did work in washing and cooking, mending clothes, medical help. Um, in fact, the town I grew up in, Clara Barden's house was there. And we used to go listen to the history of all these different things. Um, I used to go to Valley Forge, Pennsylvania, and this was really living history. I grew up in a town that was probably older than the American Revolution. I used to go to Princeton, New Jersey. It was older than the American Revolution. And I remember these kind of things, being able to stand in a house that somebody stood in so long ago. It's just amazing. Absolutely amazing. And many women, um, like Mary Ludwig Hayes, she actually became known as Molly Pitcher. 
and in the Battle of Monmouth, and I actually been to Monmouth Battlefield. Like I said, I grew up in New Jersey, not far from there, in 1778. Um, she used to bring the soldiers water from a local well. And I've actually ghost hunted some of these battlefields <laughs> growing up. But she used to bring um, them water. And then one day her husband was wounded in the artillery field. And she took her pla his place at the cannon. And therefore came the name of Molly Pitcher. In a similar story, Margaret Corbin was severely wounded during the British assault on Fort Washington in November 1776. And she was left for dead alongside her husband, who was an orphan artilleryman, until a physician found her and treated her. Although um, she lived through her wounds, she was permanently disabled. History recalls her to be the first American female to receive a soldier's lifetime pension after war. She was recognized as a soldier. <clears throat> Amazing story. People don't realize. <clears throat> Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me again. Phyllis Wheatley was an enslaved African-American living in Boston. Now, it's something people don't recommend, re recognize. Slavery did exist in the North. It did. Um, Phyllis Wheatley was a African-American slave living in Boston and took up pen and paper and wrote poetry. She was one of the first African-American women to have her poetry published in 1773, called Poems of Various Subjects and Religious and Morality. It was published in Atlantic Magazine. She also wrote about patriotism, and she got to meet George Washington and wrote about his bravery and his patriotism. How many people would know that? How many people knew the North had slaves? Most don't, but they did. They did. So... This woman writes about this. And in 1776, um, she actually got her freedom in 1778 when her master died. And this is in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, another person not recognized by history, um, a New York teenager called Sybil Luttington, was a female equivalent of Paul Revere. She rode twice as fast and as far as Revere during a driving rainstorm in April 1777. Her ride took her through Putnam and Dutchess County, New York. I have been there in upstate New York. And where did she go? She roused the local militia. Yes, she did. She went to the local militia where she rounded them up to fight the British force that attacked nearby Danbury, Connecticut. The Daughters of the American Revolution erected a statue of an, of an equine to her in Carmel, New York, along the 45-mile route that she traveled. Amazing. Another woman that we've all heard stories about, I remember going to her house as a child in Philadelphia, Betsy Ross. And she, you know, is credited for the American flag. Um... It's it's amazing, the history, when you read it. Um, a book was written at the time called The Birth of All Glory, and it depicts the um, creation of the American flag by Betsy Ross. The story probably is not accurately true, but this woman was an historical figure 
in the time. And why do the common soldiers follow the Continental Army too, not just the officers? General Henry Knox of the Continental Army, artillery commander, married um, a woman named Lucy Flucker, the daughter of a Boston loyalist. And she uh, told her whole family, basically, bye-bye, I'm going to go with the colonies. The Revolutionary War divided people just as much as the Civil War or the scandemic today. So she basically said goodbye to her entire family and went with Henry. She was actually at the encampment at Valley Forge, suffered it a long winter, and became friends with the wife of Nathaniel Green, um, who was actually, um, and then author Martha Curtis, and um, Martha Washington. Amazing stories here when you start reading the actual history of them. The wives of the generals traveled often with the army and endured the harshness that their husbands faced. They didn't have heating. Well, they, this was real life. Ordinary women also endured the horrors of the battlefield. Sally Kellogg of Vermont and her family escaped the gods of war in 1776 when the war for independence found its way into the northern reaches of upstate New York and Benedict Arnold's makeshift fleet and the British Navy clashed on Lake Champlain during the Battle of Valcour Island. As the Kellogg family made good its escape by water, Sally's family fell between Arnold's fleet and the British. She later recalls this as the family rode to safety at Fort Ticonderoga. Uh, I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong. And she literally, they literally rode their way through cannonballs flying to get to safety. Absolutely amazing. They relocated to Bennington, Vermont. And again, they witnessed the carnage of war there. And she said, war is not a sight to behold. Her house was eventually filled with the wounded and dying, and she cared for them. With no medical background, she taught herself what to do based on books. Literally reading a book, she taught herself to save lives. Many women disguised themselves as men to fight, as they did during the Civil War. One of the best examples in the Continental Army was Deborah Sampson from Uckbridge, Massachusetts. And she used the name of her deceased brother, Robert Sheltriff, and enlisted in the 4th Massachusetts Regiment in 1782. She fought and saw action, and no one knew she was a woman, in Westchester County, New York, just north of New York City, been there too, where she was wounded in the side forehead, but she did not want anyone to know that she was a woman, so she refused medical treatment. I'm just amazing. She, listen to this, took the bullet out of her own thigh with a pen knife and sewing needle. But the other bullet was lodged too deep and never healed correctly. She gave herself, I mean, she operated on herself. 
This is amazing. In the summer of 1783, she became very, very sick due to these injuries in Philadelphia. And was, her identity was discovered by the physician who treated her. But he was so impressed by this woman's fortitude, he kept her identity a secret. She was given an honorable discharge under Henry Knox and was recognized as a veteran of the Continental Army. She later married, had three children, and settled in Sharon, Massachusetts. She spoke about her experiences all over the northern colonies. Amazing. Women of all races and backgrounds sacrificed during the American Revolution. It is amazing that a lot of his history has been lost. And it's been lost because we don't read it. We don't know what history was. I want you to understand that all through history, people have stepped up because there was no other choice. I, people came out of all different backgrounds to make a difference because they realized the time had come to make that stand. And it's been lost. History really, really, really has been lost. I think the greatest problem we have today, and I've spoke about it even in my podcast today, and I'm going to go back to that, not my podcast, my clapper, had to do with the changing of America. And it's been planned. I don't want to get into too much conspiracies because there's such a rabbit hole you can go down. I want to focus on the history. These brave women. They are experiences of war that we don't realize. And their sacrifices need to be known. There are so many things that we do not remember today. I urge patriots to look at where we went wrong. And I believe what we went wrong because our nation has become soft. Could you imagine people today living through the conditions these women lived through in the American Revolution? We are used to air conditioning and heat and, you know, all these modern conveniences. And when you think of the hardships they went through, and people in our country couldn't give up what we have now to stand for anything, they'd rather have their cars and their you know houses and their everything they have they would sell their soul for that yet these people gave their souls in agony in the conditions they fought under on my clapper today i want to tie it in just a little bit i talked about a little bit just on gender roles i think and how as a nation men really aren't men and even women have become very soft. 
you know, all through history, people work 12, 14, 16 hour days, no heat, no air conditioning, deplorable conditions, no matter where you were. Even the wealthy didn't have it as good as poverty today in some ways, no plumbing. I mean, it was just, you couldn't even imagine, you know, how people died and the streets covered in filth and disease. And throughout time, as we, in this country, part of the problem with America, where 1984 has really grown up, is the backbone to stand up and say we want 1776 to have been taken away. And I talked about today in my clapper that zero tolerance in the schools. It is not okay to fight. It is not okay to stand up for what you believe in. It is not okay to express your views. It is not okay to defend yourself. And this is what's led to where we are today. America um, needs to get back to not, I don't want to say traditional roles. Everybody needs to get to a point where we understand we're not going to be soft and pushovers. And that's what's happened. I'm amazed every day how nobody has the guts to stand up. Nobody has the guts to say what's right or wrong. It's like you're walking down the street and you see an awful crime and people just turn their heads. And again, that's because that no fighting, everything tolerance policy. Even our military, I'll be honest. Most people would not believe what the military was back in the day, the conditions. Drill sergeants, I know, tell me this. Even 30, 40 years ago, now you can't yell at them. They have a safe space they can go hide in. I want to read a quote here, though, a couple quotes to end this with. George Washington, when he was president, said, it is impossible to rightly govern the world without a God and a Bible. Direct quote, I'm reading from his hand. He wrote this, National Congress, Library of Congress. And yet today in the schools, they will teach. He didn't believe in God. He was not a Christian. He wrote this quote. I'm reading it from his own hand. How could that not be? That's why we need to go back to history. We need to read it from the start. John Adams said, You will never know how much it cost my generation to preserve your freedom. I hope you'll make good use of it. Do you know that quote was used in World War II? Same principle. I urge everybody, go online to the National Libraries and read. Read what has happened in this nation. Teach your children it's okay to stand up for themselves. It's okay to be strong. It's okay to defend. And... It's okay to think for yourself. 
Back then, people thought for themselves. That's the biggest difference. And the biggest way communism, socialism, 1984 takes over, they get rid of free thought. Do you understand? They got rid of free thought. They made everybody think the same way. And that cannot be. That cannot be. I urge you. I urge you. James Montgomery said, We fought the Revolutionary War. We fought the Revolutionary War for no taxation without representation. It seems to me the king's taxes and control of our country is in his interest, not ours. It is mob rule, lest we forget and ever go back to this. Taxation without representation is ultimate form of tyranny. Samuel Adams, I am animated with the full persuasion that righteous heaven will support Americans if they persevere in their mainly struggles for their liberty. Have we forgotten that already? Have we forgotten? He wrote that in the Federalist Papers. Have we forgotten that? I truly believe we have. I want to end this podcast by saying all through history, women have stepped up and had the bravery to speak and fight alongside men. And men respected that. While there were gender roles, while there was a division, everybody was strong back in that day. Now it seems people are just weak in this country. Please go online and read some history. In 1984, I'm going to close with this thought. Nobody knows what the history is. Winston Smith is searching for that history. He asked people, what was it like before Big Brother? What was it like? Our children might ask us one day, what was it like before 2020? When I did that podcast, and I did a story about the end of our republic completely and the view from heaven looking down. What would we tell people? It's amazing. What would we tell them? If you look down from heaven a thousand years from now, what would you say to the people today? 200 years from today. What would our founding fathers, what would these brave women be saying now if their spirits could come back and face us? What would they say? What would they say? What would they say?
I am Kalishna Kitty. This is 1984-1776. Please, if you have a chance, look me up on Clapper at Kalishna Kitty SC. If you have um, MeWe, M-E-W-E, I am on there as Kalishna Kitty seventeen seventy six, and I have a South Carolina group. If you happen to be in South Carolina, called We the People South Carolina, and that is a way for me to get you information about an organization I'm involved with um, that we cannot really put out on Facebook. So we have a MeWe group where people put out. I can get you some information, but I'm also on Telegram. I have some Telegram resources as well. I despise chats; they don't do anything. If you want to accomplish something. Talk one-on-one with someone. Give them the resources to go talk to somebody else. Get involved. Um, I am very, very big on that fact. And I'm urging people. We need to get involved. We need to unite. We need to learn skills. We need to get prepared for whatever may come. Because these brave women did. Are you willing to do it? I am. So please reach out to me. I beg you. If you are on Telegram and you want to look me up, feel free to. If you go on Telegram, you will find me at Kalishna Kitty, K-A-L-I-S-H-N-I-K-I-T-T-Y, South Carolina. And you can also look at my username, which is at K-K-I-T-T-Y-S-C. And I will get back to you. I have... um, a 1984-1776 group and channel on there where I'm posting a lot of this on and I'm going to start doing more. But i like to get other people involved as well. Once again, I'm Kalishna Kitty. I hope everyone has a wonderful day and always feel free to email me at R-E-V-O-L-T-W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S at P-M-dot-M-E. Revolt Wellness at P-M-dot-M-E. And God bless y'all.